Welcome to the Newport Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Newport Church is a non-denominational, spirit-filled church, part of the Dove International Apostolic Network of Churches and Ministries. We are located between Mannheim and Lidditz in northern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you. And now, here is today's message. All right, good morning, everyone. Hope you all had a great holiday with family and friends and are excited for the new year uh, as we have the last day of 2023 here together. So I'm excited that we get to, to usher in the new year together tonight. Cherie, thank you so much just for that word. I was feeling just encouraged even as you were talking through uh, going into the new year and just being activated in what the Lord has for us this year. What is, what is God wanting to activate in you this year? And um, it fits really well, Sheree, into what I'm sharing this morning. So that was great. Thanks for setting me up there. Um, but this morning, just as we go into the new year, I was praying through and just reflecting, okay, Lord, what is on your heart for Newport Church? As we end out 2023, it's, it's probably been, for some of you, it's probably been a great year. Uh, it's been, you know, full of, of great experiences, full of, of, of good times. For some of you, it's probably been a hard year. There's been things that you've been walking through that have been a struggle. Uh, For a lot of us, we might be kind of somewhere in the middle. It's had its good moments and its bad moments. So this morning, what uh, I really wanted to to find out from the Lord, what is on your heart for us as we go into this new year? And um, it really just felt like bringing a word of encouragement this morning. Uh, And so just even as we go into, and even as Sheree's talking about being activated in the new year, just really wanting to bring just some encouragement to us as a church. It's been probably a crazy week. It's probably, you probably had uh, lots of time, like Sheree said, uh, eating and spending time with family, and so maybe you're a little tired this morning. So just take a deep breath as we go in here together. I'm going to open us in prayer um, just as we go into uh, this time together. So Lord, I thank you so much for what you're doing here at Newport. God, I thank you, Lord, just as we close out this year, all the things that you have done in 2023. Lord, we want to recognize that you've been moving, you've been working, you've been at work here among us, God, and we're so thankful. And so, Lord, as we go into 2024, I pray that you would encourage our hearts this morning. Lord, you would encourage us in the ways that you're wanting to move this upcoming year. You would stir hope in us, God. You would stir joy in us this morning, Lord. God, we would, we would just have a, a fresh breath of life from you this morning as we go into the new year, God. I pray just particularly, Lord, if any of us are carrying any, any discouragement, any just baggage from this past year, Lord, as we, as we look towards 2024, God, I pray this morning there would be a release of that, and we would be able to enter into the new year just with a fresh filling from you, Holy Spirit, as we go in. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, I want to cover three areas in particular, and my goal this morning is that as you leave, you are feeling feeling full of hope, you are feeling encouraged, and you are aware and joining in the joy of the Lord as you go into the new year. So that's the goal this morning, and that's where we're going. So we're going to start by just talking about hope today, and uh, this week has been an interesting week for Megan and I. And actually, I found out it's been an interesting week for a number of you as well. Um, we, so let me, let me back up a little bit. Last year, we started Christmas 2022. We were excited, um, had lots of plans with family and friends. Christmas Day, Megan got the stomach flu. 
And obviously that just changed all of our plans. It was like the worst sickness she's ever gotten. It was awful. Um, it kind of scarred us. We were like, okay, we never want to go through this again. Never want to have that happen again. And so honestly, this whole year we've been like, we can't wait for Christmas this year because we're going to celebrate. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be like that, you know, kind of catching up almost on last year. And Megan even like wrote on one of my presents like, Merry Christmas. I love you. I am so thankful that it's this year and not last year at this time. Like, we were, we were amped up and excited. Um, and Christmas Eve, Megan started feeling a little bit sick. And by Christmas Day, she had a fever and was just completely out of it. We had to cancel all of our plans again. Um, and then by the day after Christmas, I was sick. So it was, a, it was a disappointing holiday for us this year. And, uh, and like I said, I, I know for many of you, you guys were also in the same boat. It seems like everyone was getting sick this year on Christmas. Um, and I kept thinking through as I was preparing today just about what we place our hope in. And this has been a season, so honestly, the Lord's been speaking to me about this a lot over the last four months because Megan and I are, um, we just went through the process of purchasing our first home, which is amazing. We're really excited about it. It's been like a four-month process from when we got the offer accepted to when we're going to be able to move in. And I kept having moments with the Lord where I'm a planner, so I was getting really excited about like, oh, I'm going to, like, this is what we're going to do with the flooring. We're going to take this wall out. We're going to do this, you know, all those different things. And I kept having moments with the Lord where he's like, I'm really excited for you, but don't place your hope in that. Like, as you go into the new year, don't make that the thing that you're counting on, that you're placing your hope in. This is going to bring satisfaction. This is going to bring fulfillment. This is the thing that's, you know, going to set things right. It's not like, things were going badly or that I needed, needed that necessarily, but it's so easy when we have things we're looking forward to, to put our hope in that and think, man, when we just get to this point, you know, maybe it's a, a new job, maybe it's, you know, uh, kids in a certain season of life or, or different things where you're busy and you're like, well, if I just get to the next season, things are going to change. Yeah. Things are going to change. And I, I really just felt like the Lord was walking me through this past season of saying, don't let that be the thing that you place your hope in. Because ultimately we know that when we place our hope in those things, we're going to end up disappointed at some point. Because it's not going to satisfy. It's it's great. We want to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. We want to enjoy the things that he's given us. But we ultimately want to place our hope in him and who he is. We want to place our hope in his character and his nature. Because then even if things don't go well, you know, even if Megan and I move into this house and it's a mess and we're, you know, under construction for the next six months, like even if it's not what we're expecting— we're hoping that's not the case. But even if it's not what we're expecting, we know, okay, God, you're good. You've blessed us. We can count on you. We can have confidence in you. And even as we're walking through a hard season, um, we know your nature. We know your goodness to us. And so we can have confidence in that. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And... For many of this this week, if you had your holidays plan, plans canceled with uh, sickness, you probably felt a little heart sick <laughs> this week. Like, it's hard enough being sick, but having also the disappointment of plans. And I just, I kept thinking through this week, what are we, what am I placing my hope in? And I'm willing to process through this with the Lord and saying, okay, God, this year didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but what are you saying in the midst of this? What are you wanting to say in the midst of this this week? 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day. 
For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when you look at the future, when you look ahead to 2024, what are the things that you're hoping for? What are the things that you're placing your hope in in this coming season? And I encourage you as much as you're able to, how can you take those things? Maybe it's, I'm sure some of it is great things. There's things you're looking forward to. There's things you're excited about. But how can you take those and say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to place my hope in those. I'm gonna, I can be excited about them. I can be looking forward to them. But I'm going to place my hope in you in the midst of this. I'm going to place my hope in your character and your goodness. I'm going to place my trust in that. Romans 15.4 says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Something I was just reflecting on as I was getting ready for today is just looking at this past year and looking for where did I see God move in my life this past year. So just as Romans is talking about everything that was written and taught in scriptures and the encouragement that they provide, being able to kind of look back and see what has God done in the past? What has God done in the past? When I worked for Chick-fil-A, one of the things that constantly came up uh, in different times where we were trying to figure out how to handle an employee situation, and this is not across the, the spectrum like this, there's exceptions to this, so hear my heart on that. But one of the, the things that we would always um, talk about is that past behavior is the best indication of future behavior. So that, once again, there is grace, thanks goodness, but with, I think particularly with the Lord, what a comfort that is. That past behavior, how the Lord has responded, we know he's unchanging. And so the way that he's responded in the past is the way he's going to respond in the future because we know that about his character and his nature. And so as we look back at 2023, I encourage you, look for the testimonies of the Lord. Look for the, the times where he moved, where you can say, I saw God's faithfulness in this moment. I saw God's provision in this moment. What are those stories that you're taking with you from this past year into next year? So that as you face things in 2024, you can look back and say, well, I have a testimony from 2023 that speaks directly into this thing that I'm walking through. I have a testimony from my past that speaks directly into what I'm going through right now. And so today is a great day to do that. It's the last day of 2023. So before you kind of kick into 2024 mode, taking time to reflect with the Lord, taking time to reflect with your spouse, with your friends, with your family, around what has God done this year that you can take, you can write it down as a testimony so that when things maybe get challenging in 2024, you can look back and you can say, I know the character and the nature of God because I've seen it in work, at work in my life. So as we place our hope in the Lord, for some of us this morning, you might be walking through something difficult or challenging And what you're really wanting, and maybe you can't even get to the point of hoping at this point, but you're really needing to encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in who the Lord is. And 
as we think about encouraging ourselves in the Lord, you know, just looking at, okay, what is it, what does it actually mean <laughs> to encourage ourselves in the Lord? It's a phrase that's used in Scripture. I'm going to talk through one of the, one of the times it was used. Well, what does that actually look like practically in our lives? And I think it, it starts from a place of real vulnerability on our part. It starts from a place of really being honest with God around, Lord, this is where I'm at right now. This is what I'm struggling through. This is what I'm, this is my thought process right now. There's a kind of almost that moment of, of just being like, all right, Lord, like this is, this is how I'm feeling about this right now. And being willing to be that honest. Because I think there's times when we walk with the Lord where we feel like we kind of need to button ourselves up. Like we have that head knowledge of like, okay, well, you know, maybe you use that, the, the scripture that talks about God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so you think, well, I'm not going to let myself feel this because I know that God works all things together for good, so I'm just going to kind of brush this aside and move on. And I think when we do that, we miss out on the opportunity for real intimacy with the Lord because he wants us to be able to express what's on our heart. He's not so concerned about in that moment of you praying to him if you have the right theology or if you have the right mindset. What he really wants is that you're going to him and expressing what's on your heart in that moment. And I think when we're able to do that, it creates such an intimacy in our walk with the Lord. Because we're not trying to hide anything. We're not trying to brush over anything. We're really just walking in and saying, God, this is where I'm at right now. And then I think it's from that place. So you don't want to stay there. You don't want to stay in that place of just feeling like, oh, man, things just are horrible. And like this is, you know, kind of wallowing in your, in your feelings in that moment. But it's from that place of starting from a place of vulnerability and then moving into a place of affirming who the Lord is in the midst of that. And I want to read Psalm 13 here because I think David does a great job of just kind of illustrating this, of processing through with the Lord. So Psalm 13 starts and it says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. So David was getting really honest here. He's like, God, I feel like you've forgotten about me. I feel like you're not seeing me. I feel like I'm on my own. Like He's, he's, not, he's not mincing words in this prayer to the Lord. But listen to how he ends his prayer to God. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. That but is a big moment in that prayer. It's a, it's a key moment. Because for each of us, as we encourage ourselves in the Lord, that's, we have to get to that point of saying, even though this is all the things I'm feeling and all the things I'm processing through, I know who my God is. And I really think that there's a, a moment here for David where he's not speaking out of an emotional, like, all of a sudden he just felt better. I think he was speaking out of a place of faith, of saying, even though I feel this way, I'm not going to... I'm not going to stay based on how I'm feeling in this moment. I'm going to declare in faith what I know to be true. Yeah. And when we're willing to do that with the Lord, it's so powerful. 
because we're able to process through the emotion, the things that we need to process through, but then we're able to move into a place of faith and trust and saying, okay, even though this is how I feel, I know you are still good. I will trust in your steadfast love. I will rejoice in your salvation. Even though I might not be able to see your salvation, I'm still going to rejoice in it because I know who you are. And what I love about this is it's written by David, who we know David had some really, really hard times in his life. This was not somebody that was just having a bad day. This was somebody that has had really difficult seasons. And I actually want to read through one um, here with you this morning that I feel like uh, just illustrates this so well. So 1 Samuel 30 um, is where we're going to pick up the story here. And just to give you some context, so at this point, David is not king. He has been fleeing from Saul, so he's in this season where he was anointed to be king, he was supposed to be king, but uh, Saul, the current king, is trying to kill him, so he's having to basically flee from Saul, and we know that David's been faithful to the Lord, that he's been following what he's supposed to be following, Um, he's been doing the right thing, and David and his men are, uh, are away from the town that they left their wives and children and all their things at, um, and they come back to the town. And they come back, and the town has been completely destroyed. It's been set on fire, and all of their families have been taken away. And so David is at this place where his men are so upset with him because of what happened that they're ready to stone him. So not only is he having to grieve through, my whole family just got taken away. My whole, like, everything I own, everyone I love is, has been taken away. But also now, I, everyone that I've been leading and that I, that's been trusting me in my leadership, now wants to stone me because of what just happened. And listen to, uh, here, just 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, and what it says. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Other translations say, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And what I love about this is that we read David's response in probably the worst day of his life. And his response was to encourage himself in the Lord before he did anything else. Because I think if I had been in David's shoes, my instinct would have been like, hey, I have this group of guys, you know, we read about David's mighty men, his, his army, and I would have been like, all right, we're going to go after them. Like, I'm going to fix this on my own. I'm going to, we're going we're gonna to figure out how to do this. I'm a great military captain. I can, I can do this on my own. But we read David's response is one of strengthening and encouraging himself in the Lord. And then listen to what happens next. So verse 7 says, then David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod, Abathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. So David's moment of encouragement, his moment of strengthening himself in the Lord, then led him to act in obedience to what God was wanting to do next. It led him to a moment of being willing to wait on the Lord and wait on his timing. And so often when we get into difficult situations, our first instinct is we want to fix it, we want to solve it, we want to move on, we want to get past it. And I, 
I'm just so inspired myself in just looking at David's story and seeing how he strengthened himself first in the Lord, and then he waited on the Lord. And he was willing to put his life, his, family, his family's life, his men's family's lives, in the Lord's hand because he knew and he trusted in the character of God. Because he knew who his God was, and he was willing to say, okay, Lord, I trust you, even, in, even though I don't see the outcome here, even though I don't know what's next, I trust you, so I'm willing to wait on you in the midst of this. So when we face difficult situations, are we willing to encourage ourselves in the Lord? Because there are times where you just need to encourage yourself first. That's, the, that's kind of the first step. You can't even get to the waiting or asking God for his opinion on it yet. You just kind of have to express where you're at and then declare who he is to get to that point where you're even ready to do that. But when you're willing to take that time to really wait on the Lord, I think there's something that, once again, it just breeds that intimacy with him. It breeds that trust with him. So how do we get in the right mindset to be able to do this? So Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So renewing our minds in the Lord. And I, I think when we look at this, and Dave, I just so appreciated your testimony this morning, even just about the word of God and that, and knowing that, we are the lords that the enemy can't touch us. And I feel like so much of that, I mean, you, were, you mentioned several scriptures this morning, but just the knowing who God is through his word. Yeah. Knowing who God is through his word. Letting that be the thing that guides us and saying, okay, God's word says this about him. Like, I can trust when I read this that what it says is true about the character and nature of God. So as we enter 2024, my question, my challenge for you is, are there areas that you need to encourage yourself in the Lord in, in this season? Are there areas that you need to go to the Lord, express? Maybe there's things that you haven't been processing through. Maybe there's things that you haven't been bringing to him because you didn't, you didn't want to have to process through it. But are there areas that you need to encourage yourself in the Lord in this season? And even as Sheree was just talking about activating, getting ready to activate uh, in the Lord. Sometimes we can be at a place where we, we don't have that hope or that, uh, that desire to go for more. Like you might be like, you know what, I'm just kind of content right now. I don't, I don't really want to go after more. And I encourage you, if, if that's where you're at, take that time to really express that to the Lord and then just declare who he is in the midst of that and ask the Lord, okay, this is where I'm at, but what are you saying? What would you like to do in this next season? This is how I'm feeling because if we know anything about the character of God, it's that he's a good father. So he's not going to be harsh with you. He's not going to tell you to just get your act together. There's things I feel like when, we, when we're willing to have that kind of honesty with the Lord that he'll start drawing out even things in you that maybe you didn't even realize was a desire on your heart. Maybe you didn't even realize this was a gifting that the Lord was wanting to bring out in you. But when you create that space for him to be able to do that. We create that space to be able to listen to him and say, okay, Lord, what are you wanting to activate in me this year? I think we're going to see some really powerful things. Yeah. And so what are you needing to encourage yourself in the Lord in this year? And the last thing 
that I want to talk through this morning is what does it look like for us to join in the joy of what God is doing around us? So uh, at the beginning of the month, um, I preached a sermon about the shepherds and about how God wanted to go to a people that would celebrate and join in the joy of Jesus' birth. He wanted to go to people that would recognize um, and enjoy and celebrate what he was doing here on earth. And as we go into this new year, my challenge for us is, are we looking for what God is doing here on earth? And are we joining in the joy of that? So Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when I look at the world around me right now, I think about how much I need the strength that comes from the joy of the Lord. How much I need the strength just to be able to, to face the things that, I mean, it's an election year coming up. So just that alone, thinking through like, oh man, the next 11 months as we get ready for this election, like all the, all the conversations, all the things, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, like I don't think anyone's excited about the election season. So in the midst of that, looking forward and saying, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Like, I, don't, I want to be paying more attention to how the kingdom of God is being established on earth than I am the new cycle that's happening right now. I want to be more focused on what, God, how are you establishing your kingdom right now? What's your agenda this year on earth? And how can I join in in that? How can I join in the joy that you're bringing? How can I join in the life that you're bringing? So that when I'm talking with that person that's going to bring up politics around them, I don't have to get caught up in the, the mess of what's happening in our world, but instead I can be like, but have you heard about what God's doing? Have you heard about how he's moving? Have you heard about the ways that he's moving around my life, around my family, my friends, in this region, in our world? And that's why it's so important to remember the testimonies of what God's doing in our lives, to remember how he's moving so that we can be like, you know what, even though things may seem like they're on fire right now, like may seem like everything's kind of burning at the moment, we can trust in the Lord that he is moving because we have seen it, because we've heard other people talk about it. Like, I think it would be a great question today as you're spending time with family and friends to be like, hey, what's a testimony from this year that would be encouraging to hear? What's what's a testimony from this year that, that has really spoken to you that's really encouraged your heart this year. And just join in celebrating that with them. Starting the new year off from a perspective of, God, I know you're moving, I know you're working, I know your kingdom is being established, and I want to partner with you this year in that. So with this, I was uh, talking with Megan a little bit about this, so I'll give her credit for this uh, part of uh, the sermon. But I was, I was thinking about um, we were talking through just Elisha and his servant, and I'm not going to dive super far into the story here this morning, but in 2 Kings 6, if you want to read it, but the whole story about, um, you're probably familiar with it, where this king wants to go and, and capture Elisha, and so he sends this whole army to capture him, and uh, Elisha's servant goes out, and he's like, oh no, what are we going to do? This whole army surrounding it, and Elisha uh, prays, and is like, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see what's happening, and, and the Lord opens the servant's eyes, and the servant sees all of these fiery chariots surrounding the army. And I was just challenged. How often in that scenario am I the servant that looks around at the world around me and thinks, oh no, what are we going to do? 
this seems so impossible. And how often am I, Elisha, saying, Lord, open my eyes so that I see what you're doing, so that in the midst of the situation or in the midst of our world and the, and the news maybe that you're hearing, what are you doing so that I can be encouraged and I can be confident in you in the midst of that? So worship team, you guys can come up. So this morning, I want to take some time here, just as we close out our final service here of 2023, we're going to take some time just to reflect, um, take some time to, to pray. I'd encourage you, if you're with your family and you want to share some of these things together, you can do that, or you can just spend time between you and the Lord. Um, but there's three questions that I just felt like we should ponder this morning, and uh, We'll go through them here. So the the first question, what is the testimony or testimonies from 2023 that you will carry into 2024? So what are the things that you're like, all right, I know this was was a a marker that I need to remember going forward into the new year. And taking that with you, writing it down, thinking through, okay, this is is what I'm taking with me. And then is there a verse or a word from the Lord that he wants to encourage you with this year as you go into 2024? I know for a lot of people, they, they think about, okay, what's Lord, they, or they ask the Lord, hey, what is the verse that you want for 2024? So I encourage you this morning, it's a great time to ask that question. God, is there something that you want me to really be reflecting on this year? Is there something that you really want me to start my year off with and start from that place? And then last of all, what is something you see God doing right now that you can join in rejoicing with him over? So what is God doing right now, this week, this month, this year, that you can say, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to praise you for that. Like, I'm not going to try to, to figure it out or, or have, you know, uh, build theology around or anything like that. I'm just going to praise you. I'm just going to rejoice in what you're doing in this moment. I'm going to rejoice in what you're doing in this life. And so this morning, I just encourage you, like I said, we're going to go into a time of worship here. Um, Prayer ministers, you can come up. Uh, You will have an opportunity, if you'd like prayer, to get prayer. Um, But just as we go into worship, just take some time and reflect through these. And then we'll go from there. Thanks for listening today. We would like to invite you back to our services starting at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more great content from Newport Church, check out newportchurch.net or visit our YouTube channel. To get the right one, search for Newport Church in Elm, PA.